Give me a sec. This oh, Thomas is having technical difficulties, Ruck. Great. Ruck is going to have more oh, material. You got shot in your yes. Uh, Scott, Scott gave us about no time to get ready. Go from psychology. To what do you mean no time? We did a 45-minute uh, off-air podcast. On psychology. On sociology. Yeah, but then you just turned around. The then you just. Society. Yeah, but then you just turned around and went, okay, we're starting. Three, two, one. This is a good one. And Thomas and I were going, yeah, what? Wh- huh? Yeah. Give me a second at least just my spit screen. It's okay. America Sunder, episode two. Coming in 2077 or just before George R.R. R. Martin releases the next Game of Thrones book. <laughs> That's a joke. That's good not going to happen. America Sunder. There was a war. Robert E. Lee was great. Ulysses S. Grant was great and had more men. And the war was over. The end. Don't air that. Yeah, here we go. Three, two, one. Ruck, delete this all. Thank you. Goodbye. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. Sci-fi malady. Got out. Captain Reynolds' log entry, October 31st, 2090. We have finally reached our destination and coordinates just past Saturn. I must say that it is very satisfying to finally be here. Between the time spent arriving and delays along the way, we can finally accomplish our mission. The signal was coming from an old Soyuz capsule, which broke away from Earth's orbit after the disaster destruction of the ISS. The astronaut on board was one Miranda North, who was near completely frozen, but still alive. We brought her aboard and managed to revive her, it seems she was meant to be on Earth while her colleague, David Jordan, was to take some form of contamination away from the planet. Though their intentions were pure, they were doomed to fail. Calvin reformed the Earth in his own image. Now we can carry out our final objective, removing this last loophole. Miranda North will no longer be able to tell anyone about her side of the events. Calvinity's history can be preserved. Captain Reynolds, out. Sci-Fi Malady, Symptom 216, Life, a.k.a. Alien Copy. We are back, sickies, for the final entry of Horror Month. And it's been a fun one. I've enjoyed it immensely. Unfortunately, it must come to an end. I'm always sad when October's coming to an end. That means Halloween's going away, and now it's just going to be... Trips to the dentist? Yeah. Not as Snow. Fun. Snow and more snow oh, and, and zero-degree temperatures yeah, that's and shoveling happen. the driveway. Well, I don't cold, do that. I just barrel through the snow. But. Yeah, but, and so, but here we are, the end of my favorite month. Horror month, and we're finishing it out. Though with it, for beginning of the month, it was enunciate. <laughs> yeah, enunciate well, month. enunciate month. Uh, we have been doing s- terrors in space. In space. I don't know. This this has been a much more, in my opinion, subdued month. It hasn't been as scary, has it? Definitely not as scary, and very uh, 
at times laughable. Yeah, definitely. it was a lot of um, I I would say direct to video B real movies. Somewhat, yeah. I think we changed that up a bit this week. Yeah, oh, definitely. I wanted to do something a bit more modern. Big and, budget. And, and big budget, yeah. What's funny to me is I remember way back in the when, when it was just Scott and I, when we did that one episode about up-and-coming science fiction films, which oh, man. I'm going to say that was a garbage episode. What were we thinking? I think that the idea there was that we were going to do uh, a regular series about hey what's coming out let's talk about it and of course we never did that so they sickies if you're going in our backlog and you come across that episode that symptom skip it i would say much of the stuff before thomas uh joined the 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 crew i i yeah Um, i'm gonna disagree and say you should definitely listen to wandering the wasteland that was an excellent episode this was back in the day still where mark just came over and we kind of turned the mics on and we're like what do we want to talk about Oh, this? Okay, this sounds good I today. would think about what to do when I was driving to Scott's. So that pretty much tells you where we were. So. I mean, we had the great concept of Terminator 3 and time travel in science fiction, where we were going to discuss the whole concept of time travel <laughs> yep. throughout the entire landscape of science fiction. Where, I can't believe that one turned out to be a crap show. It, it's interesting no. we've come a long way. In fact, and that's another reason I like Horror Month so much, is because it was the first time we did something topical. And that was when we realized, hey, it's a lot easier to organize this if we have, like, a topic for the month. Let's do that. So it's also kind of earmarks how we got started. It, was, it started the path for us to becoming more organized as, po- yeah. as podcasters. Horror Month was the beginning of Sci-Fi Malady version 2. Yes. Yeah. And we were able, from there, we would start to focus in. We started, then we picked up Thomas, so we were able to solidify our the three of us who's going to be on this show. And then later on, of course, we hit our stride, I think, really with Back to the Future Month. Right. That's when we figured but, but, out our niche. But this is the thing. With this month, this, this month was what kind of got us going here. But these movies we reviewed so far this month have been, I don't know if I would call, would almost go into a, into a nostalgia month, oh, you know, 60s? Kind of, for the most part. I mean, the 80s. We, 80s. Life Force was the 80s. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot older stuff, that's for sure. So that's it was kind sure. of refreshing to do a much more modern one this time. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. There was a number of different ones we could have done. But I always wanted to do Life Force. I wanted it to do do it last year with the 80s, but we didn't get around to it. But this one, since we were uh, mentioning wanting to see it way back in the when, I thought, well, let's just finally do this, since we said yeah. we were going to watch it. And so Life, uh, this came out in 2017, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and um, Ryan Reynolds and uh, what's her name? Rebecca Ferguson. And the cool Japanese guy show, I forget his name, the actor's name. but uh, A bunch of, it was a star-studded It was a cast. star-studded cast for sure. And I think it was the first time that uh, Skydance, this was an R-rated film. And it was also a complete and utter bomb. Out of, I think it was $58 million spent, it generated about 30 domestic and 100 million worldwide. So... 
it it was a bomb when and if you say yeah but it made more money well you also have to factor in marketing and a whole lot of other things that they don't tell you about when they give you the ticket price of how to make how much to make the film so it bombed it didn't do real well um honestly part of the reason for that and i guess i'm doing fun facts here is that it was dueling with alien covenant which by yeah i hated that too but by franchise brand alone it was up against stiff brand competition it was coming out near pirates of the caribbean the next one so a lot of people if you had to kind of make a choice about how much money you were going to spend you were going to go towards the things you were pretty sure you'd like whereas this movie was an unknown element well that's also the thing being that I think because I remember the trailer for this Mm -hmm. and it was kind of interesting don't get me wrong but I'm also very hesitant of trailers well yeah in the trailer it's funny you mentioned the trailer that when you watch the trailer for Alien Covenant and this one you kind of get the feeling like are these almost the same movie yeah and again I seen the trailer I was like yeah, you know, you kind of have pass. Yeah, you kind of have to pick if you're going to watch a sci-fi a- movie with alien killer thing, you're going to have to decide which one do I want to go for. And a lot of people are going to go towards the name brand. I don't think alien. you said this, but it also went up against Power Rangers, Chips, Wilson, Beauty and the Beast, and Kong Skull Island. Oh yeah, it yeah. didn't it didn't it, stand it, it much of a, a chance. It had a very bad timing for a release. Sure, sure. And so that, in fact, we've been prattling off fun facts now as to why it possibly bombed. But a few other fun, you know, one of the things that might have been disappointing for some people is that the trailer makes it seem like Calvin, the alien, wiped out all life on Mars as like some kind of alien locust and then came to Earth. But that never, ever gets mentioned in the movie. It, you, they mentioned something about being an apex predator, but that's it. Well, even then, it. they said it might have been an apex predator. Right, on. so that was a bit of a whoopsie. And so if you saw that, you were hoping to see something about that, and then it didn't happen, you're going to tell other people, man, don't waste your time. And that's unfortunate, because this isn't a bad movie. I mean... No, it does do one good thing. Shows that, uh, yeah, for one... Never let scientists disobey orders, and if you're ever going to do something like this, put a few more people up there who actually have a brain for this. Yeah, well, we're going to get into that in rips and picks. But so, a few other fun facts. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, they wanted to have a bigger role, but he was currently doing the Hitman's Bodyguard, so they had to reduce that. Rebecca Ferguson, who is starring in the new Dune movie as Lady Jessica... I just don't see her as Lady Jessica. I'm sure she did a fine job acting-wise, but I just don't see her as Lady Jessica. That's always been a hard thing in every Dune movie to cast, though, because they don't... Um, I mean, they basically describe her what as Helen of Troy? Yeah. 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 How do you cast Helen of Troy? Right. So You get Helen of Troy? <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson didn't really want her to be direct Dr. Miranda North, the quarantine officer. She thought she couldn't live up to the standards. But the producer managed to talk her into it with with some of the philosophies of whatever. 
Um, let's see. I think I just got a few more because there's not a whole lot that's interesting. The only, okay, the last one that's kind of interesting is that the ending of the film was inspired by what the ending of Alien was supposed to have been like. The ending of Alien was supposed to be at landing on Earth and mass uh, plague, yada, yada, yada. And according to Fox executives, and that, of course, didn't happen. Ripley blasted the thing into pieces. But this ends the way that was supposed to be. And definitely if you get an alien vibe, as I said, a.k.a. alien knockoff, it's very much an alien vibe. So, yeah. And you could see that from the one minute plot. Rage Masters, one minute plot summary. Ready, set. I think I can do this in one minute. So, here we go. ISS, a team of astronauts is aboard there. They're waiting for some soil sample from Mars to arrive. It does arrive. They're playing around with this, what they believe to be a life form on there. It starts evolving. It gets clever, and it starts killing them all off. And eventually, in order to kill it, they realize they have to suffocate it so it can go into hibernation. And some committee has a protocol in which if they can't contain it, they'll send a Soyuz sub up to Soyuz capsule up to push the ISS out into space. Kind of a lot, but okay. And in the process, the ISS crashes, starts falling to earth and David, uh, whatever his name is, Jake Gyllenhaal's character and Rebecca Nor- Ferguson's character, Miranda North decides We need to get the alien and one of us in a Soyuz capsule and jettison off into space while the other person can go down to Earth and tell what happened. And they do, except they screw it up and the alien gets to Earth and Miranda North is flying off into space screaming, No! Or, you know, if you were Ruck, you could add the Darth Vader. No! And that's the plot. A little over a minute, but close. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, and essentially so, all life on Earth is destroyed. Yeah, I mean, it's basically an we alien, extinct. alien space hunting down people. Maybe. It's evolving, and it winds up on Earth. I'll, I mean, that's that's basically well, alien, except, yes, except not as scary. Except this one, again, there's a bunch of it where I'm like, okay, this is stupid. Because, I mean, it begins with, ah, yes, the satellite that's carrying it got damaged. Yeah. And we are going to catch, catch it? it with the control arm. It's going at these giant speeds that would probably rip the arm off and send the ISS tumbling. But nah, it'll be yeah, fine. Basically, it's just like a hot shot line drive down the third baseline that they're going to reach up and grab with their glove. No. No, no. glove. What you would no do glove. is... Well, the, 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 the arm, the control arm is going to be the glove. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, the answer is... No, you just let it go and you wait till next time because oh well. Yeah, yeah. you'll get in on its next orbit. No, you'll this It'll is going to bounce past... off into you just send another mission yeah. to Mars. You're just going to have to wait another 3 years. Yeah. Yeah. You don't risk the entire ISS to catch it and also once you catch it start breaching all sorts of security protocols right from the beginning well you know that's that's what took me out of this that's a rip that these astronauts were acting most unastronaut like now i get it i get it sickies you're gonna tell me if they acted like real astronauts it wouldn't be as entertaining 
That's true. Um, yeah, the problem would is- it be? I don't know that because we've never actually seen it depicted properly, except possibly First Man and Apollo thirteen. I will say this too. Um, well, this is supposed to be a cerebral, heady film. So when you have a film that you are, it's set out to be serious, and and when it, when you forget that and have the smart, serious people acting really dumb, it ruins your film from the well, start. And that's the thing. Or it's it hurts just, it. It doesn't yeah. ruin it. It hurts it. It's not just that. It's also that the astronauts act <coughs> stupid. I mean, Ryan Reynolds' character can't stop make a sentence without an F-bomb. It's like, look, I, I get it. You want to look edgy, but it's not required. It just doesn't seem professional conduct or candor of an astronaut. That's my point. And... Well, also, just the thing, this thing is contaminating. F this. I'm going to fly out there and open up the uh, air seal. Yep. What? When you got real examples of astronauts with, uh, Houston, we've uh, had most of our oxygen tank rupture, and uh, we, we don't have control right now. We're going to try to keep the Earth in the window as we do a manual course correction. Yes. And this is the, this is, again, the problem. When you go, oh, yeah, because this is the same thing that happens with military movies. Yeah, yeah. It's not, that's not the military, and that's not what war looks like, yeah. period. People the are same thing's gonna... happening here. This isn't what space, and this is not what, you know, astronauts would do. I'm sorry, you would not just sit there, huh, this thing's not responsive. Let's poke it with electricity. Yeah, let's yeah. poke it with my finger. How about the fact that I don't think you'd be petting it with the glove either? No. Just no. letting it merge with the glove. I mean, we're into rips and picks now, but... um, uh, We've been in rips and picks. Let me just say this. Talking about all this, like, I, I think that there is a deeper meaning message in this. Oh, wait, that's my job. This so. is Scott's meaning. This movie goes out of its way to show you that we have Firewall set up. We have Firewall 1. We have Firewall 2. Firewall 3 is the ISS, and it will be pushed back out into space. Because we know that we're messing around with dangerous research that could have massively horrible repercussions. We don't know, as they say, is this anthrax? Is it worse than anthrax? What is this? So we're setting up Firewalls. If the first firewall fails, that's fine. We still have firewall two. If firewall three fails, the station becomes the third firewall. You have a quarantine officer whose whole job is to figure out the worst thing that can happen and then plan contingencies around that. Um, what this is trying to say is that no matter how many contingencies you try to put into place, there are some technologies that when you open Pandora's box, so to speak, can only end up potentially going one way. Doesn't matter what your intention with splitting the atom was. It still has the potential to be weaponized. Almost any of these technologies that you come up with, look, what they're doing with CRISPR right now in gene editing for medicine has great potential to save lives. It also has the potential to be militarized and weaponized. And no matter how many contingencies you set up and firewalls you set up to keep that safe, there is a side of human nature that you cannot contain. And there is also just a side of the research itself that you've opened up that cannot be contained. And what this is saying is, don't start down this path because it doesn't matter how much containment you have in place and how good your intentions are. Starting down this path can only lead to one way in the end. If you think you need all these firewalls, don't start. 
That was Scott's deep meaning. Now, followed, followed up that, by Thomas's commentary. Yes, my commentary was going to be, "That's a great deep meaning." The only problem is when your containment methods all suck. <laughs> yes. So here's the thing. I'm sorry. A, if you're working with this. Your doctor who's working with it is not going to be friendly with it, period. You're going to have a scientist up there who's going to be cautious as all get out, not get near the thing. Yeah, well, it's it's the same thing like Alien or Prometheus. Ooh, look, it's a wiener snake. I think I'm going to take my glove off and touch it. No, 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 no. No one would do this. Well, this is the no, other issue. No, no, no. <laughs> hey-ya! 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 Well, this is the other problem. Family guy. Oh, I, I know the Bacon. reference, and I can't believe you're doing that. Wow. Okay, here, let me do the Looney Tunes buzzard for you. Nope, 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 nope. No, no, nope, 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 nope. I nope. thought that was funny. Uh, no, I don't. You guys. Why? Because <laughs> I don't like Family Guy. Moving oh, on. Okay. It's a personal well, thing for him. But no, me... my thing is, like, your containment methods, all of which suck. Your yes. first containment is a box, which, yeah. Okay. But do you have incineration in this box? Do you have any other? No. No. He, have to, he has to take the incinerator out and use it like a flamethrower. Right. Which, which what? Uh, to me, that's the other thing. So now we're shooting fire in the ISS. Isn't fire like the anathema thing? Yes. You do not want that in a space station or yes. space zero, vehicle. Zero G fire is not a good thing. Well, yeah. this also <laughs> brings up other problems. Like, we're going to have a live rat sitting in there. Great. Yeah. Why? Why is that needed in that Because lab? we it's needed not. that sad scene to watch you right. get killed. Yes. No, no, that's exactly why it's there. It's, it's there, there. Tugging your heartstrings. Why do we need, you know, this doctor who clearly doesn't need to be in there? Why is there any safety? Why? It goes on and on. But then you go into problems with firewalls. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a secure room, which has not secure as soon as there's fire. No, yeah, no, right. no. Your security has to be airtight, period. And in this case, actual airtight. But this is the thing where you go, okay, you're experimenting with a potential new life form. We barely want to experiment with known life forms on Earth. Yeah. This is a new life form from in another planet. Space. Right, in space. There's a million risks with that. And your whole idea to mitigate the risk is a small plastic box with a scientist who doesn't seem to know what he's doing. Within a bigger lab. Which has holes in it. And and air vents to the rest of the station with a microscopic life form. Right. Yeah. And And also, here's a butterfly question. And I also bring this up because my thought would be, we want to experiment with this. Okay, great. Here is a thermonuclear device we're yes. planting on the ISS. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, this, this movie requires the people that you're telling us are very smart. You can't show us that they're very smart because they're not. You have to tell us that they're very yeah. smart. This movie requires the very smart people to be very stupid. Because you know what? All these firewalls are great. But there's a third firewall or fourth firewall that goes beyond the ISS. It's called thermonuclear device. Yeah. In the event that the first two firewalls are breached and the ISS isn't going to be able to be pushed out into space, it explodes. But let me give you an even better firewall. Well, this is the other firewall that I was going to say. 
Oh, but this thing could possibly survive re-entry. Re-entry in an Earth's atmosphere is extremely Yeah, I would like unlikely. to I would like to see that. <laughs> well, it's like you're telling me that this thing is going to survive massive amount of heat and radiation going and through pressure and Well, yeah, I, I have a different firewall. The no. moon. Oh. We're going to do this research on, on the, the moon. moon. Yes. Any yeah. of the research you could do on the ISS, in theory, you could take some time and do on the moon. We're getting close to building lunar landing stations, so we're going to do this on the moon. And if we have to do it on a lunar lander with the equipment in a lander and go back and forth, fine. This thing goes to the moon. We do the research on the moon. If something goes wrong, it's forever on the moon. Yeah. And the well, fact not is, just these that. are two really easy firewalls to think of, and this movie requires yes. you to not think of this with this elaborate stupidity scheme for controlling this thing. Well, yes, but here's the other thing. We know, and we are able to make massive amounts of radiation released into a single room. Mm-hmm. Why, for no reason, is there anything like that? No fire incineration. No radiation weapon. Nothing for this. Yep. The entire thing is just, it's a room. Why yeah. can't the whole lab be expelled out into space? Yeah. That's another thing. Yes. Eject into space. Aren't Why? these things modular to begin with? Right. Yes. Why can't the whole lab just be cut loose from space and thrusters activated to give it a little push directly into the sun? Yeah. And fire it off at the sun. Yeah. And if it, it collides with Mercury the rockets, in the meantime, who cares? The rockets Jupiter, don't even need Saturn, to, anything. The no. rockets don't need to fire for a long time, just, just long enough to get Delta V. Right, and get and it you're moving towards orbiting. the sun. It, you're already in a stable orbit, which means you don't need much Delta V. So what would have been better? So here's the thing. Not, we're asking, you're like, okay, it's a movie, though. There, it has to happen. Yes, it does. This thing has to get free and be a threat for this movie to be what it is. So why even have it to where they're remotely concerned about this thing reaching the levels that it has? It's a microscopic life form. They should have no belief that a microscopic life form is going to grow to this size this fast. So they're going to study it. They think it's safe. They think they've taken the precautions of having it on the ISS, and that's enough. Don't make this big side story about firewalls outside of firewalls outside of firewalls and contingency plans yes. and emergency plans and a specialist. Just say... Crap! We didn't think this thing could do this, because you know what? Nobody would. Nobody is going to think that something the size of a microbe is going to turn into the Voxala monster in Enterprise, and all I could ever think of was in Voxala in Enterprise, where Archer has this thing grow on the ship from the size of nothing oh, yeah, to hold yeah. them all hostage. Well, no one yeah. would have thought about this, that this could happen. So you know what? Just go that way. Oh, crap. It's something we never considered. That still works with the yeah. whatever your yes. intent of, you know, all yes. of it. Agreed. You didn't have to go this way. Well, you didn't have to make these people seem so smart and so competent, only to have them have to be incompetent for it to fail. But well, yes, and, and this is also gives another problem, which is this creature is made up of a cell that is now both brain, muscle, sensory, and everything. Lisa, all these animal, all these meats come from one animal. What is this magical creature? Is, yeah, yeah, right. Like there's one magic animal. It's like ah yes, the single cell organism is multiplying into a jellyfish-looking thing. A jellyfish again. Okay, fine. If it's a single cell that has no specialization in it, how do you go from that to this creature that now has limbs, 
sensory organs speak like it now seems to have very specialized organs. Yeah. Yeah. How? Well, I mean, you also, could argue also, that's what it if, was, but I mean, yeah, it's tricky. Like, but maybe that's the final it. form. Nit, but it's nitpicking, I know. But this is the other issue. If you want to do this type of research, why are you waking this thing up? Yes. Why are right. you not keeping it dormant? Taking yeah. DNA, taking samples. Why are you waking it up? Yeah. As soon as this thing that was supposed to be no bigger that you needed a microscope to see is all of a sudden able to visually touch your finger. Kill it. There's a problem here. Yeah. Let's blast it out into space, and if you want to do the research, go get another one. You have other soil samples. Yeah. Yeah. Also, again, DNA. Get the DNA of this before you even look at it and go, wait a minute, that DNA does not make sense. Yeah, why yeah. aren't we doing gene sequencing? We can, I've read articles where we can do a full gene sequencing now in about two hours. Yeah. Well... That this, could have told us what this thing might this goes develop back. into. Every everything you guys have just pointed out, and Scott, you well, said explicitly. This is also brings up one other big issue. Mm. Their compassion for one another is stupid. To the well, to the point, and to the point where it, it's compassion's good, but their overriding survival instinct and protocol yes. and everything else they've been taught for j- just the whole. F this, I'm going to put on a suit that's not designed to go out into a spacewalk and I'm going to open the airlock even though every show and everyone else is telling me this won't work. F this, open it up, my helmet's not sealed yet. I, I well, have I would... less of a problem with that than I do the other stuff because sometimes, look, we, we act irrational. We, we will all do irrational things for the right person and put yeah, our own safety, but... other people's safety at risk for that but person and i wouldn't doubt chosen that chosen specifically yep. because they're not gonna go but i wouldn't doubt that that still sometimes time. happens in a crisis where at the moment where you've yeah, got to choose one, the life of someone you're close to once or, but you know, not again and again and again how many times do you hear the f this and someone goes and does something well, stupid my, my, it happens yes. too much oh, my, yeah. my you, thought yeah. is again okay fine it happens once maybe twice but also how many People are here. No one else stops any of them. It's like, yeah, oh, I'm just doing point. this. I'm opening it. No, you're go, not. I'm going to open the lab. Yeah, no one else is going to be like, ah, why? what are you doing? Why isn't there a protocol that when the lab has containment breach that only the commander can open that door? Yes. Why doesn't it need her code at that point? Well, this entire movie is that way. And then when you start going into this thing is... And again, apparently everything and anything is food to this thing, which is another, wait a minute, how yeah, is that? Yeah, that's true. It's metabolism. it's the ultimate killer. Jaws. Right. So it Space needs, Jaws. It needs water. It didn't need water before, but now it needs water. Okay, now it's a carbon-based life form that needs water, which can also eat meat at incredible speed. Also... Without oxygen, it goes into hibernation mode? It's not a voodoo shark, but it's a voodoo organism. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it... When spoilers... not nah, well, we spoil everything. When yeah. it gets down to Earth, it didn't kill the guy yet, so it must have gone back into hibernation. Because of maybe the shock, but I don't know. But it spreads everywhere. It spread everywhere, but the other issue being... Hey, by the way, opening one of those doors on that thing isn't that easy. 
Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, don't you need a special key and everything? Usually, typically, somebody's navy has to open that up. Yes, and also this is the other issue. If one of the skate pods launched from the containment vessel that you're trying to contain, A, wouldn't you, I don't know, nuke it? Or B, have the entire navy of any navy there to meet that yeah. thing? Yeah. So radar stopped working? I feel like NORAD would have, um, as that thing was re-entering orbit, blew it up in the sky. Uh, yes, because again... We were experimenting with the dangerous new life form, and then the last message that you get out is containment failure. Yeah. What? Honestly, <laughs> I don't think they would have sent the, the I don't think they would have sent the shuttle up to push it into space. I think they would have tried to target it from the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that they would have went with that option. Um, no, and they definitely, def- I thought about that. They definitely should have been, as soon as they tracked that thing leaving, they should have been scrambling whatever country's jets and missiles they could to get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this is the thing where you go, that, but you also go, so, the s- shuttle that you're launching up there to push it out into space, you don't have the door secured? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even uh, think about that. I- I'm sorry, if I'm launching Remember my shuttle up failed. into space to go push the contaminated shuttle away, guess what? A, that's a one-way mission, and you just decided that you're, you're suiciding yourself. There's no coming back, buddy. Congratulations, we'll give you a medal, you're a hero. B, we're welding that door shut, so there's no contamination issues. You're welded in there permanently. Get up there, fire it. We probably wouldn't even do it manned. We'd do it remotely. Yeah, we use a drone. Drone it, but we are launching that way out into space, and it welded shut. <laughs> but again, it, it, it has it, to work. All of these rips come down, and Scott, you said it explicitly, to a mechanic utilized by a lot of modern writing, and that is stupefying the characters. Either you take characters that were once smart, Tyrion Lannister, and dumb him down considerably or you tell us they're smart but you never provide evidence because the whole time they're being stupid the point is right they have to be stupid but they're smart so you tell us that they're smart. in a slasher film of the 80s they're supposed to be dumb otherwise it doesn't work but then again you're watching a slasher film it's a supernatural thrill kill you're you go into it knowing that but when you're trying to establish That's a problem with the new Halloween kills, by the way, too. When you're trying to establish that everybody is smart or competent enough, and the only reason the big bad wins is because everyone else is stupid. And this is the case with the Dark Knight trilogy and everything else, that everyone else has to be a moron, otherwise this won't work. It's just bad writing. And I know some people will say I'm, we're looking way too much into it. Plot holes shouldn't matter, or otherwise you won't have an entertaining movie. But that's just simply not true. See, when you I, look would, at, I would be fine with a film like this if it escaped some other way. Sneakily. No one knew it had escaped. Something like that. Yeah, the characters were smart, but despite themselves in some other unforeseen circumstance. But that's not what we have even, here. So. I wouldn't even have a problem with all of the plot holes in this film if this film had set out to be Armageddon. 
but this film didn't set that's out to be other, Armageddon. Well, and that's the this problem. This film I'm wanted to at. be Gravity. This film yes. wanted to be 2001: A Space Odyssey. That's the problem I'm getting at. That we are writing this way, and much like a slasher, where you know what you're getting into, and it only works because of stupid people. But that's part of the charm. You are trying to write serious air quotes films, but you're forgetting that the characters are too dumb to be considered serious. And it's even more egregious when you know that they were or should be smart. Yep. And like I'm a said, case of yeah. Tyrion Lannister or here where you have astronauts. Let's, I mean, sickies, if you don't know this, here it is. Astronauts are the creme de la creme of society. Yeah, they're okay? mathematical geniuses. They are these people. I know we're all told we're special. No, they're better than you. They're better than you physically. They're better than you mentally. The most clever line in that movie is when Ryan Reynolds says of the one researcher, there are five guys that can do my job. No one can do yours. Yep. But notice even when he was, even when he was lowering his job, there were only five right. people that could replace him. Yeah. Five. So yep. we're talking about top tier intellectual and physical members of humanity who are good enough to go into space. I don't well, mean William that, I don't mean William Shatner just strap in and let right. someone you else do the you work. Don't get to be I an mean astronaut participate. With a, yeah, you don't get to be an astronaut with a leaky heart valve. Well, that also brings up another issue. A1 physical condition. Well, that brings up a couple more issues. Thank you for bringing this up. Why are we sending the guy who doesn't have working legs into space? Because he's the only one intellectually qualified. Which no. one didn't have working legs? The, the doctor. Doctor. Oh yeah, that's Which right. also, I'm sorry, there's lots of other doctors that probably could do that. I think they were trying to say that in, in Zero-G, working legs don't matter. Don't matter. Well, but. yes, but there's also the other issue that now comes up. This guy has been in space way too long. Oh, yeah. Space His, psychosis? Oh, yeah. I was just thinking that, too. It's like, did they want to just make a record and... Because, yeah, this is not yeah. working. He no. would have been sent back down way long ago. Yes, apathy, and he's reaching his radiation limit. Yep. He would have been down way before then, then. Yeah. Because, I'm sorry, radiation limits are there for a reason. And also, apathy. We sent, we did a study when we sent a tri twins, identical twins. One stayed on Earth, one went into space for a year. Guess what happened when we, they ca the guy came back from space? Hmm. A lot of difference. Yeah, and we figured out exactly what the differences were because the one stayed on Earth and one went into space, and we figured out, oh yeah, space really bad for humans long term. Yeah, it's 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 not good. Your You're muscle strength builds void. up based on gravity resistance. You know, I mean, yeah, but well, it's your immune system, your your breathing, your every part of your yep. body cannot work well in space, so it's. It just, your, your body will adapt itself to the situation that it's in. But I, I, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I'm not a writer. And there will be people who will say, really easy for you to give writing criticism when you're not a writer. Okay, I'm not. But I am a connoisseur of entertainment and of movies. And I can tell you that my feedback, and anyone's feedback who watches or consumes the end product, has merit. And I will say that as someone who consumes the end product of of film or television entertainment that anytime you as a writer have to make your smart character stupid because it's the only way to get past the problem you've created you have failed and you should back up and rewrite as much as you have to that it doesn't require the easy route of smart person is now stupid 
Now, now I will say one good thing here is the creature design. You know what? I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, oh, I got picks I'm for glad this film you too. Said, I got, I, you know what? I want to go into picks, and I'm glad okay. you mentioned that because I have two more rips, and one of them is about the creature. So okay, one well, of the rips is that I hate the manual antenna thing. Yeah, yeah, yes. You two might not care, but communications are down. We have to do it manually. I'm so sick to death of the manual lever. Put the manual lever in an easily accessible place, for God's sakes. You can't do that in space, but second, okay. Second, I'm just sick to death of that old trope. But that, my final rip, which is going to go against you guys, clearly. I was thoroughly uninspired by the creature, and that's because it looks like every other monster and creature made today because... Well, creators and animators are clearly told just make this thing quick and not original because it looked like the same thing from Stranger Things, which looks like the same thing from Pan's Labyrinth, which looks like the same thing from this movie and that movie and this movie and that movie. The similarities, maybe, but this this yeah. one, I don't think is that way. I mean, no. it, it is does have quite a bit of uniqueness to it. Now, some of it's admittedly we discussed earlier was stupid, like everything's a sensory and everything's a muscle doesn't work that way but and, and I don't know why the face has a protective shield on it I don't but I do like that the the some of the creature design I think this idea though would have almost worked better in one way if this creature was from outer space not from Mars but had landed on Mars and taken the Martians out oh Whatever civilization. Yeah. And then we picked it up. Because this thing is not designed for, like, Earth or land. This it thing seems... isn't designed to live in any ecosystem. No. Any, anything that will... Oh, will adapts. Well, no, no, no. 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 The it's problem is, though... It's a zero-G monster where it's like... Yeah. It's perfect in zero-G. It can float around. It can move in zero-G. But on the land, I don't know how it would work. I'm going to use a word that is touchy, but I'll say um, whether you want to call it evolution or whether you just want to call it the way things play out. A creature like this that has to kill everything that it encounters to survive and cannot live in symbiosis with its environment cannot possibly succeed. It, is a, it has a dead end from the beginning because either it's going to kill everything and die or it's just not going to be able to feed itself enough and it's going to run out of food and die. I know it the hibernates when it runs out of it, but yes, this is a creature. Again, when you think about everything in this creature, it can't possibly exist. And if it needs to eat this much to stay alive... How can it hibernate for centuries or millennia and still live if it needs to consume this much food and energy just to stay alive that it's constantly eating? Right. And now this is the thing. We do have certain bacteria and viruses that are able to hibernate extremely long time. Sure. But there's a big difference there. They're a single cell organism. Right. And when they start eating, I highly doubt they're consuming as much as this thing is. Oh, no. This thing's consuming. We see it consume an entire rat in I mean, yeah. a second. To grow as much as it has, actually, it's probably not consuming enough. No. It, but it, it needs to consume massive amounts of. And that's another thing. Apparently, everything to it is equal in value for nutrition. Yeah, that doesn't work. It does not work that nope. way. I will say this, too. Um, Mark. 
your comment about the manual override, I agree with you. Um, let's think before we do manual overrides on stuff. Yes. Thrusters are not firing. I can't fire the maneuvering thrusters. Firing them manually. Click, click, click. No, you're not firing them manually. You hit the buttons again and said you're yeah. firing them manually. What did you try to do? Type in thruster fire subroutine. Ah, oh, thrusters aren't firing. I'm going to fire them manually. This time I'm going to hit the left thruster button. Yeah. Still not firing. Switch to manual controls. Uh, I'm going to fly down outside and toss a match into the thruster yeah. to get it to fire. No, you're going to Lighting ask... pilot light manually. No, <laughs> no. Manual is when you ask for the control joystick to come out of the floor yeah. and, uh, right. and right now, now it, it, It's like that. the old joke. Um, SF Debris made this about Enterprise. Enterprise always loves to say, whole plating offline. It's the whole plating. It can't go <laughs> offline. Um, yeah. The hole's been hit. It's still there. It has a hole in it. And that it's yeah. not offline. Well, th this is... Skin offline. What? Yeah. Now, I might be uniquely qualified to discuss manual here. Uniquely because I do basically do sometimes things manually. And go, oh, that machine's not running right. How do I fix it? Well... Let's do some testing. I'm going to manually push this contact to it. It's not pushing in, but I'm going to manually push it in. Oh, look, the motor turned on. That means something's not telling this to turn on. But I manually do it. Yeah, I get that. It's just overdone. I and remember I'm agreeing with you. What I'm saying is I agree with you guys because, yes, Scott's right. You can't just push a button and, oh, it magically... No, you. Yep. if you have to do something manually, A... It normally involves actually going through some safety guards, getting through some stuff, and then you don't just start hitting stuff randomly. I don't just sit there and go, huh, What's I, this I'm just going though? to push this. Why not? No, I remember. I'm going to trace it. See, okay, that's probably it. I'm going to push it, and I'm going to do some testing. But the thing being, and this is, I do disagree with you, Mark, in one way, yes, in space, unfortunately, manual would probably, in many cases, involve spacewalks. Sometimes. But it is overused. Where, yep. And it's used improperly where manual is just pushing a different set of buttons. Which, again, if the set of buttons you were pushing would go through a PLC or a computer or something, obviously it's not working. So pushing another set of buttons, which would go through the same system... Would not work. And it's not manual. No. Uh, manual uh, literally involves you going up and doing it. Funny story about the ignorance of 15-year-old Scott to mechanics. My first real job was working as a pin chaser at a bowling alley. Mm. And I remember on the day of my first job, um, my dad said, well, they were asking me if you're mechanically inclined. And I said, why does that matter? I'm sure <laughs> if it's a ball return, I push a button and it clears the ball return or I push this button. And, uh, oh boy. no, like you literally, it's, it's the machine has shut off, kill the power, manually turn the belts that lower it, manually clear the pins out of the way or, or, you know, it, the automation has stopped working. Use your hands, find the lever that needs to be moved manually, find the belt that needs to be turned manually, fix the problem. Boy, I didn't understand any of that. I really thought that I was just going to get up, walk to the back of the machine, and hit the ball return button. <laughs> the backup ball return. Yes, but that's how they act like this. Um, Pinwheel is down, not working automatically, manually pressing button to turn pinwheel. Yeah. No. <laughs> but uh, so I'll agree with you, Nat. I do have picks on this movie, though. Okay. I was going to say, I think we're in a position to start picking stuff. And I, I, 
I think it, it keeps... I always say I'm big on the human element. And there's a big redemption of this film for the human element. You've got the guy who keeps saying, May, I'm coming home. Watching his daughter being born. His motivation to survive at all costs to see his daughter. Um, you have the moment when Ryan Reynolds dies where he's desperately fighting to pull that thing out of his mouth because he knows it's over. And he's desperately fighting for his life in that moment. And then when they're trying to get in to help him, he's saying no, 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 because he knows he's done anyway. Um, throughout this entire film, the human moments stay. Even good night moon, good night air, all of those in your, in your moment as you were dying or you knew the end was coming, you might go back to such trivial things as remembering good night moon. And, and it even gets to the human thing of hope against hope that they feel that they've found a way and Dr. Jordan is going to be okay with the fact that he's going on a painful death mission that's going to guarantee him to die because it can save Miranda and it can save the planet. And remember that Dr. Jordan is the guy that doesn't like people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get this, it does a fantastic job of the human touches. It does a, the rat, where you get that moment where the rat is, you know, trying to make nice and then it just, you watch the rat struggle for life. It does these, these great emotionally binding and bonding moments between you and the characters, even if it's a lab rat. And, um, not all films do that. And that's a big redemption when I'm rating this thing at the end. I ripped it for 45 minutes, but that is a pick, but that is enough in my mind to to really undo a lot of what we ripped. Well, well, there's a pick I have. Okay. Which is pacing. It's not bad. Correct. I think the pacing is not terrible. Now, admittedly, sometimes it's stupid because they're doing stupid stuff, but the pacing, it, it starts off high action, and it does slow down at points, but it does keep going. It's not at any point I'm just zoned out going, eh, this is totally boring, or this is, you know. They hit That's the mark true. there, for That's sure. That's true. I'll give it that. I'll, my pick will be the look of the movie. Like most things, looks great, but it fails on every where it counts but it does you do get a good feel about how space is spacewalks how the is living on the iss is uh zero g looks pretty good it is a very good looking movie in that regard i enjoyed well, that the a opening, lot the opening with the uh, cameras and looking them floating around and that yes. camera with it upside down yes that worked amazing i looked i really enjoyed that i i think the way they conducted spacewalks with the tethers the way they showed doors opening and closing the way they had to sleep in their pods all of that was sterling and that's at least two points in its favor in my book so any other picks before we rate this thing i think the acting was pretty good yeah yeah i I didn't well i didn't like all the f-bombs at unnecessary points just to be edgy and cool but otherwise well i'm yes fine some of the dialogue wasn't good. But the, right, right. The acting was... Oh, I see what you mean. These people might have been given a bad dialogue, but they definitely put the effort in and attempted to make that terrible dialogue sound good and work well. Right. They, they all of them put, uh, I think, a very stellar acting performance forwards in this there wasn't anyone who just kind of phoned it in or was flat or anything like that no none of that no so it the acting was good and i think um again scott's human 
you know, it was portrayed quite well at times. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I think uh, that puts us at a good place to rate it. How many Gyllenhaals do we give it? Because anytime you get the chance to do, say, Gyllenhaal, I guess you have to. How many Gyllenhaals do you give this thing? And I'll uh, get started. I don't know, four or five. I mean, it it was fine. It was kind of boring at times. It would have been worse if the pacing had sucked, but it didn't. So whenever you felt you were, at least myself, whenever I felt I was getting a little bored, they did something to pull me out of that funk. So I give them that much. But it's the same old concept, just like Alien. It's it's inspired by Alien. Duh. And the or I didn't like the creature. I didn't like the dialogue too much. And there was a lot of stupidity. And whenever you have, as Scott said, whenever you, uh, your story only works because of stupidity, that causes me to lower the points a lot more. Especially now that I'm writing a series, Zodiac Task Force. Um, you sell, sell out. out. Yep. I'm selling out to our own network. So, um, I thought it was all about the creativity and you know it is. the artistic vision, it but is. now it's it now is selling out at so every I'm, possible I'm moment. Po- I'm promoting our creative endeavor here because <laughs> I'm doing my best. At no point do I. Um, I'm trying to realize when I write these characters we have. I'm trying to remember: are they acting not only out of character, but are they acting too stupid? And if they are acting stupid, is there a good reason for it? And you're getting none of that in this movie. So that makes it four or five. Uh, I'll give it a six. It's, it's, an, it's an above average effort. It's redeemed by, by the interpersonal um, actions amongst the crew and the cast and, and the acting. Um, there's a good concept here. The pacing is well. Um, it, it really could have been something great. It could have been a really great, great story. But um, too many, too many lazy shortcuts, I think, in the writing um, that that knock it down to a six. But it's not a uh, two hours of your life that you regret. Yeah. But it's also not something that, like, I don't know. I'm not itching to ever watch it again either. So you know, it's well, it's good for a one and done. Yeah. Well, I think I have to actually give it a five, and this is a big key part of this. I actually saw this movie before. Oh. I didn't remember. Oh, ooh, ouch. <laughs> That's bad for the movie. Part of the way through, I'm like, wait a minute. I saw this before. I remembered watching this movie into the movie. And I didn't remember much. I'm like, I watched this before. I don't remember how it ends. I don't remember anything about this. So, it's not like the worst movie. It's not terrible. It's kind of the middle of the road for me. And the problem being it's forgettable. Yeah, yeah, there it is. That's the word. I wouldn't I wouldn't be like uh, it's 2 hours I totally never got it was a waste of time. No. But I'm not going to sit there going to, to anyone and saying this is a must watch film. It's like eh, you can watch it. It's not terrible. Yeah, no. Right. So I I got to give it middle of the road 5. Yeah. And the big part of it being I forgot this thing. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if I were to, if we had to pick the best movie to show this from this month, uh, it might be this one. For me, it is. It I is. mean, it's and I it's mean this it's one. But the funny part is, we're recommending it as the best, but we're not like, oh man, you got to see it. It's more just of those four. Eh, that's the one you should see. Yeah, and, and which to me is 
kind of disappointing. Usually in horror month, there's one film, either all of us or each as individuals, we can all pick out one and go, oh man, you totally got to see this one. Even if it sucks, you're going to have a good time. Like Jason X or Terror Vision. Oh yeah. Ha, 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 ha. That was for you, Ruck. And, um, but no, anything it, like that. This move, this month has either been bleh or eh, all right. Like, I, I, I would say one caveat with that. Go on. The ones we have reviewed have been in a, in, uh, I'm having trouble speaking now. Influential, some of them have been. Okay. Uh, the Queen of, uh, Queen of Blood kind of helped spawn aliens. Eh, kinda, kinda. There were other things we yes. don't do that in Copycat August, but. right? But I'm I'm not saying it is it, no. It was part of what brought aliens. Without yeah, it, aliens sure, might have been sure. completely different. So I mean, some of these were influential and helped get other movies or other ideas out there. So even that. though I mean, they might not be the best, you know, in in our opinion. Yeah, and I would say uh, Dead Space. Uh, Dead Space was fairly good. However, I would wager, and Thomas will probably go with me on this. If you're looking for an entry point to that franchise, you're better off just playing the first game. Yeah, would that and be, maybe would that watching this film afterwards if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, this film, Dead Space Down. I was gonna say Dead Space Downfall is a close second here. Um, if you it fails in the fact that it's supposed to introduce you <laughs> to the universe, but you have to know the universe to really grasp what's going on in that anime. I so. guess. I, I got the gist of it enough, but I also got the feeling that, you know, I think I'd probably enjoy this franchise better if I just played the first game. Absolutely. and that's, that's my opinion. Like, if you played the first game and then you felt like you wanted to see the movie, that would be perfect. So, But it, watching the movie first without any of the games or anything else i don't think it works so well so so am i saying this was a disappointing horror month well no, no but it wasn't uh it was just the only thing was ah too bad there wasn't one that all of us could say was great or each individually say we had a favorite but we just didn't have a jason in space yeah we didn't have a jason space but that's okay i still stand by our work and i still um I, I still wa- think horror month was a good month, of as course, always. Yeah. Of course. And I would probably watch Queen of Blood again just for the camp value, The quality of the podcast doesn't have to be tied to the quality of the film nope. that we have watched and reviewed. That's right. By which the fact we is, have reviewed some crappy, crappy yeah, ones. Some, of our, some good, of our best episodes. <laughs> which is a good thing to bring up, because keep that in mind. I won't bury the lead. I'll leave you hanging, sickies. But next week, oh. if not next month, there's going to be a couple that um, will challenge you. And if you're thinking, are you doing a repeat of Turkey Month? Uh, I'm thinking about it, but no, not this time. This time we're going a different route. And unfortunately, Sicky, starter, you don't might not know what's coming, but we but they do. do. They do. And I, I haven't seen the film yet that we're going to be watching, but I have been assured of the suckage. Oh, it sucks. I have, but I have to rewatch it because I erased most of it out of my memory. So, however, if you're trying to avoid suckage, let me draw your attention to the other fine podcasts and presentations we have here on Raven Lunatic Media. We have, of course, Zodiac Task Force, which our next episode will be dropping in about two weeks, I think, and I'm looking forward to that. However, if you want 
if you have listened to the first three episodes and you need a little bit more, we've got kind of a side script with uh, Aries, a little five, six minute segment about Aries. Check that out. We also have Cold Case Chase, which recently aired not too long ago. And we also have Case Closed, which came out this week about Bonnie and Clyde. That was a great episode. Loved it. Especially some of the voice work for Bonnie, who read some of her poetry. So check that out. We also have a case of the chills. A lot of fun with that one. Uh, That dovetails nicely with something we did last month. This month, Layla covered Men in Black. Although the one she covered was not near what we did. so But still, check it out. And of course, there will also be cross-examinations about the case closed and cold case chases coming out. And one day we'll accidentally air the pre-show podcast that never sees the light of day of political malady or sociology malady. Yep, one day you'll get to that, just like America (laughs) Asunder. But in the meantime, if you want to learn... We might actually see those before we see America Asunder. What's Asunder America? Yeah. America, America Under? <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of this. No. What that, is it's, it? it it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a figment I just made up. Never mind. <laughs> so if you want to learn more or check out more about these programs, you can do so at... RavingLunaticMedia.com 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 And on Discord. Ragemaster, what's left for them to do? Stay sick, sickies. And hide from Carol Baskin! Happy Horror Month, sickies! I've seen this one. I've seen this one. This is a classic. This is our sci-fi melody. Dresses up as a man from space. What do you mean you've seen this? It's brand new. Yeah, well, I saw it on a rerun.